The Memphis Grizzlies came down to Houston, Texas. Take on former teammate Dylan Brooks and try to end the Rockets' home winning streak, but didn't happen. An ugly loss for the Memphis Grizzlies ahead of Thanksgiving, and we got to talk about all that coming up right here on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everyone what's going on my name is DeMichael Cole and welcome to Locked On Grizzlies I'm the beat writer for the commercial appeal right here uh right there in Memphis Tennessee I'm in Houston Texas right now wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving uh happy Thanksgiving to all who celebrate to you or your family uh I, I told you what I was thankful for a little bit on yesterday's episode of Locked On Grizzlies but more from the Grizzlies perspective but we're always thankful you know in, in my case I'm thankful for family uh, thank you for this job, you know, having this job covering the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that I grew up uh, watching uh, a lot and, and all of those things. But and that's probably the extent of the good things that we have to talk about on today's episode. Uh, it was an ugly loss at the hands of Dylan Brooks and the Houston Rockets for the Memphis Grizzlies. 111 to 91 in the Houston Atlanta Toyota Center. Uh, the Grizzlies started off good. Desmond Bain was cooking. And from that point on, uh, things went downhill, especially late in the third quarter into the fourth quarter. I think the Rockets went on a 23 to 7 run, uh, opened the game up in the fourth quarter. And that was all she wrote. Uh, the Rockets in the second after the first quarter, the Grizzlies won the first quarter 28 to 21. Uh Houston went on to win the second quarter 24 to 18. The third quarter 29 to 22. And then it was the fourth quarter, 37 to 23. The Grizzlies have struggled a lot in fourth quarter so far. But a lot of takeaways uh for me in this game. And quite frankly, I don't know how else to put it, but uh some of them are concerning. Some of them are definitely concerning. Again, uh, most notably, uh, the Grizzlies just didn't have enough offense, didn't have enough firepower in his game. Desmond Bain finished with 23 points, efficient, 6 of 12 shooting from the field, uh, 9 of 10 from the free throw line. Jaron Jackson Jr. got to the free throw line 12 times, made 9 of his attempts. He also added 23 points. But Jaron shot 7 of 21 from the field, which is uh, starting to be a little bit concerning. He he entered this game shooting 43% from the field, and um, – if he was a guard, it's probably okay. But Jaren is 6'11", 240, 250 pounds. And you'd expect or you expect him to just be much more efficient from a shooting perspective. But that's part of the problem. Part of Another part of the problem is the fact that every time Jaren turns left, every time he turns right, uh, and especially in this game against the Rockets, he is seeing a lot of double teams. And, yes, it's up to him to be able to pass out of those and, and make, you know, the right decisions in this game. Jaron Jackson Jr. had zero assists. For example, uh, we talked about how he's improved as a playmaker uh, in, in, to a certain degree, but he's still not above league average, you know, in that area. So again, he's improved, but he hasn't improved enough to kind of be taken as a serious threat as a playmaker. I don't think so yet. Uh, that's the next step for Jaron Jackson Jr. Seven to twenty-one from the field, twenty-three points, zero assists. But outside of Dez and Jaron's twenty-three points. Uh, Zaire Williams finished with 13 points, but it wasn't into garbage time. I think Zaire had like five points, 
uh, when the Grizzlies were out of hand and he scored eight points down the stretch last three, four minutes of the fourth quarter to finish with 13 points. So pretty much over the course of the game, uh, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. were the only Grizzlies to really score in double figures. And that's the problem right now. And just to take you guys down this whole, you know, uh, where I've been in terms of this conversation with where the Grizzlies are uh, uh, right now. Most of you know, if you go back to the very first game of the season, I was telling everyone, I was like, calm down. And the reason I was saying calm down is because, well, uh, you had after five games, you knew you're going to get an impactful player to add to the team, which turned out to be Bismack Biombo. Um, I said that, you know, Santi Aldama would eventually be healthy. Luke Kennard, again, got hurt in the first game, second game, whatever the case it was. But Luke Kennard, uh, was another piece that you knew was going to shoot the ball better. He was struggling to shoot at that point. And actually, it went in a different direction. More injuries started to happen. Xavier Tillman, um, you know, in the guard rotation. Derrick Rose, who's back, but he's still kind of being limited as the Grizzlies are very careful with his knee right now, which is why Jacob Gilliard is starting getting more minutes at the point guard spot. Uh, Santiago Aldama, we saw in that last game, against the Celtics, kind of gave the Grizzlies a spark in the, uh, when he was added to the starting lineup. But in this game, mostly dealt with foul trouble, five personal fouls, 22 minutes, only finished with eight points uh, in his case. And then there uh, is just the bench. Right now, David Roddy, Derrick Rose, John Conchar, Zaire Williams were the guys who got most of the minutes in this last game. We talked about uh, Zaire Williams' 13 points. But as most of you like to point out, I know uh, Joe Mullen next pointed this out as well, my co-host. Um, Zaire Williams was minus 27 in this game when he was on the floor. And you can say, hey, it's about who he's on the floor with. You know, I, I agree to a certain degree. But at the same time, uh, this is constantly happening. And I know most people, well, some people, some people have advocated for Vince Williams Jr. If you watch that Celtics game, his defense was spectacular. If you just followed, you know, him up to this point in his career, Vince Williams has shown the potential to be a solid NBA defender, whether it's down there with the hustle. He has a very smooth looking three point shot with his left hand. I asked Taylor Jenkins after the game, I said, um, you know, what, what more do you need to see? from Vince Williams uh, in order for him to get playing time in this rotation. And as you just heard me mention, the Grizzlies stuck with four guys off the bench. Uh, Taylor Jenkins has talked a lot lately about just trying to find continuity uh, with this team amid all these moving pieces, which gets back to what he said about Vince Williams. And I know that a lot of people on social media weren't happy about this when I posted it. And he basically said that right now, He's trying to stick to a nine-man rotation, and he went with his gut. By going with his gut, those were the nine guys who he felt uh, were at top of the rotation. So Zaire Williams, David Roddy, John Conchar were the wings who got minutes above uh, Vince Williams in his game. Taylor Jenkins said he decided to go with his gut. He mainly went with a nine-man rotation in part because he wants to find, you know, uh, wants guys to find rhythms. It, for example, he said, well, if, if he were to go to 10 men, you know, it's just harder to get guys in rhythm, which is usually true because uh, you've seen Taylor Jenkins play 10 guys. And usually in the second half, he goes down to nine or whatever the case may be uh, when he usually plays 10, unless all all 10 guys, you know, are playing really well. But uh, I agree with the nine man rotation. But I do not agree with the idea uh, that Vince Williams was 
not in that nine man rotation. He played well in that last game. And right now, the Grizzlies should be just trying to figure something out. Somebody's got to get going for this team because it's ugly right now. It, I mean, Desmond Bain is your constant. You know what you're going to get from him. And he had some really good success against uh, Dylan Brooks early in that game. We're going to talk more about Des and Dylan, you know, for that uh, matter later on in this episode. But Jaron Jackson Jr., I think. You know, you're going to get some good, you're going to get some bad, but you're going to get production from Jaron Jackson. You're going to get 23 points, you're going to get free throw shooting. Uh, you're going to get production from him. Outside of those two guys, right now you're just praying. You know, Santi Aldama, I think, you know, the foul trouble kind of filled him back in this game because he shot two or five, one or three on three-pointers. Uh, Santi isn't a guy I expect to be in foul trouble a lot. So I think that's another solid double-digit scorer for you. But outside of those three guys, uh, we've seen in the starting lineup, Bismack Biombo is not going to be much of a scoring threat. Uh, Jacob Gilliard, you know, uh, he shot the ball from three-point range well, but just a consistent scoring threat. That has not been his thing. Uh, same thing with David Roddy. He's never, you know, he likes to get downhill, but, you know, he's in these Grizzlies offense where Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain kind of are your main uh, operators on the ball. He's asked to space the floor, uh, kind of shoot the basketball, and he hasn't really shot it from three-point range well. Uh, Zaire Williams, same thing. John Contra actually set a Grizzlies franchise record in this game. Uh, John Contra finished with no points and 11 rebounds. It's first time it's the most rebounds without a point in franchise history uh, for the four players. So uh, I guess congratulations for John Contra for setting that franchise record uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, but – Here's the thing. This team doesn't have much depth from a production standpoint right now, and it's because you're missing Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard. Uh, you know, Brandon Clark is a, a double-digit scorer, you know, off the bench for this team. Of course, John Morant, uh, that goes without being said. But so many guys out right now who impact this team from a scoring perspective, and it, it's just at this point it's too much. It's too much, and the Rockets, give credit to them. They are a terrific defense. I think Jalen Green played well for them, 34 points for him. Uh, terrific defense that the Grizzlies went against. Of course, Dylan Brooks, uh, we know what he brings to the table defensively. I think he finished 4-14 uh, shooting in this game, 0-5 on three-pointers, so uh, uh, kind of a, a little uh, Dylan Brooks-Memphis almost type game in, in this game, not the one that's been you know playing extremely well. Uh, for the Houston Rockets. But overall, uh, the Grizzlies got a lot to work on. They're 3-11 and right now. Things aren't going to get easier going forward. You got the Suns who are on the five-game win streak coming up next. Then you got the Timberwolves who are at the top of the Western Conference right now. And, I mean, it's tough sledding. They need production. We'll see where it comes from. But uh, one guy who they probably could have got production from if he was resigned is, is Dylan Brooks. Uh, we'll talk about Dylan Brooks next year on Locked On Grizzlies. and the experience that I captured at this game in Houston coming up on Locked on Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies, everyone. I am DeMichael Cole, beat writer of the Commercial Appeal, right here in, uh, well, I keep saying right here in Memphis, Tennessee, but I'm right here in Houston uh, right now in Houston, Texas. Once again, if you're just tuning in, happy Thanksgiving uh, to everyone. I hope everyone is joining you know, this time with uh, whoever they cherish this time with. And if you're not, I hope you go get you a nice meal somewhere. And if you don't like that type of food, some people just don't, you know, like uh, the the typical uh, Thanksgiving food menu, then go go to you know 
Popeyes, McDonald's, Wendy's, wherever you like to go eat and, and go get you something to eat or you just make you a nice home cooked meal of your own, whatever the case may be. But anyways, uh, it was home cooking for the Rockets in this game and in, in particular uh, Dylan Brooks. So what I gathered from this game is it wasn't really – and go check out my story on commercialappeal.com to kind of really get the backstory behind this, but it wasn't really about the trash talk in this game. It was more of a reunion. Every Grizzlies player that I talked to had so many good things to say about Dylan Brooks, uh, what he meant to them. Zaire Williams in particular, who ended up doing a jersey exchange, you know, uh, with Dylan Brooks, uh, basically just said, look, that guy taught me so much, you know, about how to be a pro uh, at this NBA level. Uh, I personally, you know, I'm so used to Dylan Brooks being in, in Memphis and taking on that villain character. This is the first time I've seen him just smile so much. Like uh, DB was just constant smiles as he's going over and hugging assistant coaches and trainers and talking to Jaron Jackson Jr. And they're cracking jokes with each other. And, and you you get to understand why these guys have been teammates for so long and, and you know, the relationships that they established uh, over that time. But uh, the Dylan Brooks experience in this game, as I mentioned earlier, 4-14 shooting, 0-5 on three-pointers. Uh, he finished minus two. In his 26 minutes of play, and dealt with a little bit of foul trouble. I think he had three fouls in the first half, but Emi Udoka, a Rockets coach, kept playing him. But uh, I think Desmond Bain got the better of him early in this game. But uh, that's my takeaway from the Dylan Brooks perspective uh, in this game. I think Dylan Brooks overall, um, you know, I, I asked some of the people who covered the Rockets. I said, did, did he look like he was playing with anything extra based on what you've seen? And they were like, yeah, you could tell early on he he's trying to force a couple shots a little bit, try to get going. Looked like in that fourth quarter when he missed this last three pointer, he, he let out a you know kind of a big sigh because he wanted. I think he wanted to you know do a little celebration uh, when he shot that three pointer. But nonetheless, before the game, after the game, uh, DB was all smiles. Uh, you could tell you know he misses the guys in Memphis. They actually they miss him as well and. The trash talk leading into this game dominated the headlines. You know, Dylan Brooks saying the Grizzlies don't have swagger, uh, comparing himself to an old ex-girlfriend that uh, the Grizzlies kind of let get away and all that type of stuff. But behind all that, because it felt like that was more just smoke and mirrors. But behind all of that, uh, it, kept, it felt like a reunion. You know, Dylan, the coaches, uh, the players, it was all fun. Uh, on I mean, before the game, after the game, again, he did a jersey exchange with Zaire Williams, every player, David Roddy, Jaron, uh, Desmond Bain said it was fun to compete against him again. I asked Desmond Bain what he said to him. Desmond didn't, he didn't want to get into it uh, when he uh, made the shot early on. And, you know, he said a couple words to Dylan. And, you know, that was just a little competitive banter between the two. It looked like he was telling him that you can't guard me. Uh, but it's a good old competitive banner. Uh, is what I took from it. Dez said, oh, I'm not going to – he was talking to uh, – when I asked him about it at the game, he said, I'm not going to give y'all what y'all want. And that's kind of the new Grizzlies, right? If you've been following the Grizzlies, this is you've been following my coverage or anyone else who's been closely around the team, you've been following our coverage. It's not a lot of trash talk, you know, with this year's team. That's more of last year's style. And a big part of that identity was Dylan Brooks. But that's really, you know, not this team's style anymore. You know, Desmond Bain – We'll chit-chat every now and then, but Jaron really doesn't say much. And most of the other guys who are active aren't have don't have, I guess, the credentials yet to, to really be those type of players. So uh, that's just not what this team is. But it was a good reunion. 
Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies. Uh, they'll play again in Houston in December before another meeting. I think a couple days later after that uh, next Houston meeting in mid-December, uh, Dylan Brooks will come to Memphis again. I expect the, uh, uh, there'll be a tribute video and, and all of those good things. So uh, it should be a fun experience when he finally comes back to Memphis because that's kind of what's left to see now. I know people have been asking, oh, will the fans boo him and all that? Here's my take. Uh, I think you guys should give Dylan Brooks his flowers platform because at the end of the day, uh, I always say this. When we talk about Dylan Brooks, you can get mad about the shot selection. Oh, you can say, you know, thought he was better than he actually was and, and all the trash talk was unnecessary. You can say all of those things. But what you cannot say, there's no Grizzlies fan who's ever watched the Grizzlies can say this. You cannot say that Dylan Brooks didn't play hard. I don't remember a game where I felt like, man, Dylan Brooks, you know, kind of kind of packed it in this game. Because even when he shot 2 of 14, 5 of 17, 9 of 23, or whatever the case may be, he went on that defensive end, and he was giving it his all. And I think that alone, especially with him last season capping it off, uh, making an all-defensive team, uh, on top of you know being a big part of multiple 50-win seasons. Uh, when Dylan Brooks got there, for the OG Grizzlies fans that were here before the John Morant days, when Dylan Brooks was drafted in the second round that year, it wasn't a good team. Grizzlies were bad. Uh, they didn't really have a direction. Uh, they were stuck kind of with older guys who you knew weren't a part of the future. Mike Conley, Mark Gasol, uh, Zach Randolph had already left at that point. Tony Allen had already you know, left. So it was like they were just in, in a downward stage. And a guy like Dylan Brooks came along second round out of nowhere, provided a spark. You get Jaren the next year. You get Jada next year. And those guys kind of revamped the culture. And Dylan Brooks was a big part of that. So uh, all the trash talk and, you know, the swagger stuff and all that stuff aside, uh, it was a – he definitely, when he comes back to Memphis, I think he deserves his flowers. And we'll talk more about it because I want Joe Mullen next to, to chime in on that as well. But speaking of chiming in on things, uh, I, I mentioned that I was in Houston and I kind of observed something. And another Grizzlies player could potentially be added to the injury report soon. We're going to talk about that next, coming up on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everyone. I am DeMichael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal here in Memphis, Tennessee. I want to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies each and every day. And remember, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows are covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Make sure you continue uh, to tune in to Locked on sports today as well injuries injury injuries man uh you, you you think at this point that the Grizzlies have had enough right and uh then Desmond Bain uh not to kind of delay the point here Desmond Bain in the third quarter I think he kind of fell on uh Alpin Sagoon and uh twisted his ankle twisted his left ankle and he got up real gingerly and then he eventually came out of the game. And when Desmond Bain came out of the game, 
Uh, the Grizzlies trainers tried to walk over there to him, and he waved them off. Uh, I, I saw it. He waved them off. He told them, you know, he didn't need assistance. He was good or whatever. Came back in the game, played through it. And we get in the locker room after the game. I'm looking at Dez and has black tape, you know, around his ankle. He's limping, you know, very noticeably. And you really start to wonder. Uh, I'll say this. Desmond Bain is the most uh, valuable player on the Grizzlies right now. He is the guy you absolutely, positively cannot lose, and he's played in every single game, especially with this stretch of games coming up. I just mentioned it. You got the Suns. You got the Timberwolves, your next two games. Suns are probably the hottest team in the NBA right now. The Timberwolves have the best record, you know, in the Western Conference. Uh, you don't want to go into either one of those games without Desmond Bain. We'll see what the injury report looks like and all of those things, but uh, right now, uh, you know, Desmond Bain left. He uh, talked. I talked to him after the game, and I'll say this before I say what he said because you got to understand this part of it. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain is a is a is a game. He's one of those guys. It, when it comes to injuries and stuff like that, he'll tell you, oh, "I'm fine. I'm fine." Then you look up, he's not really fine. Again, he waved the Grizzlies training staff off. Learn again. They tried to come check on him. And he's like, no, like I don't, I don't need to be checked on. I'm good. And then after the game, he's limping. So I asked him, I said, you know, how how's the ankle doing? And he said, I'm all right. Desmond Bain saying, I'm all right. And this is just my opinion. This isn't no medical analysis whatsoever. So don't take it as that. This is just my opinion. We'll get more of an update from the Grizzlies uh in the next coming days. But just to offer my insight, covering the team, covering Desmond Bain, what I've gotten to learn about him. Here's what I think. Uh, Desmond Bain saying I'm all right did not trigger a positive, you know, response uh, from me. Uh, I didn't think that was a positive, you know, him saying that because Desmond Bain in the past, you know, when he had the toe injury, uh, he kept, I remember, you know, asking him about the toe injury and you could tell, you know, he was just saying, I'm good. But there were other occasions that I won't say too much about where you you knew that uh, the toe injury wasn't 100%. But Desmond Bain would say on the record, hey, I'm good. I'm good. That's kind of what this felt like. You know what I'm saying? Because he paused for a second. Looked like, oh, should I go into detail? Then he, then he, he paused. He said, I'm all right. I'm good. So uh, he said he's going to be all right. But at the end of the day, uh, another injury, and again, it's ankle, we'll see. The Grizzlies will have more of an update. But that's the guy who you absolutely cannot lose, along with Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, only three Grizzlies have played in every game so far this season. That's David Roddy. That's Desmond Bain. That's Jaron Jackson Jr. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. are the two most indispensable players uh, right now who are active and able to play. Uh, I've talked about how the bench has – um, very little production coming from it. I think Derrick Rose can give you a spark there, but again, limited minutes. He played 16 minutes in this game. I think he played 14 minutes against the Celtics. And right now, uh, they're managing his knee. Uh, David Roddy, uh, you like to get him downhill, but he hasn't really given you too much. Zaire Williams is capable. We've seen it in stretches, but it's inconsistent right now with him. One game, he plays really well. One half, he plays really well. One quarter, he looks really good. But then there's the other stretches of the game where it's like, man, 
uh, Zaire really is struggling. So all things considered, uh, that isn't really positive news. We'll we'll have more, you know, on Desmond Bain and what's to come uh, from there as we find out more. But uh, I'm not encouraged by uh, what he said. But we'll see. He he had a slight limp after the game. Uh, he, he was walking on it. So I know most people will say, well, ankle injuries, guys are putting pressure on it or walking on it. That's a very good sign. Well, there's a good sign he was walking on it. But, again, uh, I'm not going to really get into the whole medical thing too much. I'll just say that uh, he told me that he's going to be all right. And we'll get an update from the Grizzlies relatively soon. Uh, once again, hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving uh, on today and the Grizzlies will play the Minnesota Timberwolves coming up uh, the, on Sunday. They play Phoenix Suns on Friday. So on Monday's episode of Locked on Grizzlies, make sure you tuned in for that. Me and Joe, me and Joe Monex should be together. It's probably going to be Joe. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I think we'll both be together uh, for that one potentially. And we'll talk about re, about those two games, recap what happened. And remember, the Grizzlies have not won a game at home this season. Both of those games will be at home, so a chance for the Grizzlies to finally get their first home win. But want to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Once again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, and they cover the top sports stories of the day with the local experts like myself, like Joe Monex. So you might see Locked On Grizzlies on Locked On Sports Today. But Make sure you go to Locked On Sports Day on YouTube and subscribe because it's the first ever national 24-7 sports uh, streaming channel on YouTube. But once again, thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Grizzlies. Remember, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'll see you on Locked On Grizzlies.